What if like the plot line was like I was a failed assassination project? Like you know how like some guard dogs or some police yeah. dogs don't get into the force because they're like too cute or too cuddly yeah. or whatnot. It's like yeah. what if you just become a spy because you were just you were so you're kind of a half baked spy. You kind of know mm-hmm. half of how to do things. Maybe you excel in like one particular area, but everything else is somewhat half baked. But that one thing is so good, and you're the only one, and that's the only reason you're tolerated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got brought in to do one thing otherwise you're crap everywhere else yeah yeah and they're like this guy just can't cut it so we send him back and then you're kind of a, just a danger to society because you're like a half-baked spy but half-baked spy is still more than a normal person yeah he's he's like the best draft pick you can get if you're like a league two team right it's like the worst nba player still pretty good right you're in the NBA. right you're on like the <laughs> oklahoma city like police force Shout out to Oklahoma City Police Force. Don't know if you're good or not. In my little narrative, though, you just got like a huge half-baked spot. Yeah, I think there's something. I think I can go with that. Let's get to this podcast. Let's do it. Welcome, nerdies, to yet another episode of your weekly nerd news, The Nerdy Report. I am your host. I was going to say I'm your co-host, but I'm your host, English Dave. Uh, here with a different co-host today, Travis. Co-host me. Yeah. yeah Travis. What's up, Trav? We're back together. We're back like stark lovers from across the distance, guys. Dave, your attire right now, the Avengers tee, looking okay. so comfy. Oh, let me turn around. Let me turn around. Look at the back. Boom. Oh, that's that's dope. Boom. That's dope. And right then you also Avengers have the NKT. Eagles black on black hat, which Boom. is even more dope. And actually... The the former brings us into our first topic of news, Dave. They're bringing Avengers back. Avengers is coming back. I mean, I feel like it never left. I didn't know <laughs> it left. In a weird <laughs> way. But it's getting, uh, this weekend, as we record this, this coming weekend, it is getting a re-release in theaters. A major push. And people are wondering, it's still out in theaters. What's up with this push? Well, it's because as of a couple of weeks ago, it was less than $40 million away from Avatar's all-time record yes. in terms of uh, global. And so it seems that Marvel is trying to, Disney Marvel, trying to break that record by doing another push. Absolutely. As they should. As is, is, as is proper, uh, just p- proper play in the box office. Yes. Bring it back. Yeah, bring now, it's back. coming hey. with uh, some new footage, an end credit scene. What are we thinking, Dave? I mean, in the original film the original cut there was no end credit scene we just no, had wasn't. the sound of iron man hitting the anvil right yeah. but now we actually we have an end, an end credit scene i wonder what that's going to be about. you think I it's going to be if, a phase four tease? well here's the thing we 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 used to think of spider-man far from home was the first movie in phase four but it was recently announced by kevin feige that no it's actually the final movie of phase three Oh. Yeah, so Spider-Man's oh. the final movie, Phase 3. So maybe there's something that leads into Spider-Man, because Spider-Man comes out, I think, a week or two after this Perhaps. Movie. What if they... Uh, I wonder if they would um, kind of bring back and acknowledge Adam. We saw him oh, Adam uh, at the end of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and then we yeah. haven't seen him anything about him. I don't know we'll go there, just because I think James Gunn wants to do what he wants with that, and he's of, he's officially been reinstated. Yeah, Guardians Three. So, so I think that could be. But I think there'll be some kind of tease or maybe a nod for fans, kind of like a thank you. I don't know how important it will be, but I think it'll be something that's kind of like for the fans. Yeah, sure. And and my thing is longer Avengers. I remember there was a time where we complained that 
three hours was long. But hey, you know, give me more content and more footage. I'm sitting my ass in that seat. It's true. But for the record, three hours is really long. <laughs> is long. But they did it. I mean, it's it just a testament to it re-releasing. And, um, and just the overall film is that you didn't feel it. You didn't feel three no, hours. No, that no, thing no, blew not. by like 45 minutes. You're like, that's it? Wait, what? I want more. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, it, it, it blew by so quickly that I didn't even know that it was out of theaters and it's coming back. Much like I never know when the McRib is gone, but apparently the McRib is back all the time. Oh, really? I didn't really? know it left. Oh, didn't no know the idea. McRib was so elusive. <laughs> just in and out. Uh, currently, Avatar, which is the worldwide global all-time box office winner, is at $2.788 billion. And Endgame is at $2.743 billion. So, it's so we must break it. We must it's bring it. <laughs> it down and win. It's very close. And then for those of you who are like, oh, that's not fair. It's going to be a re-release push. Well, Avatar had a re-release. And re-release counts to the overall um, numbers. So Right. And there's like some great movies were re-released. I mean, The Dark Knight came back into theaters for a spin, yeah. I think, years yeah. after it got out. This is very true. This is very true. Uh, speaking of Dark Knight, thanks for the segue. Yeah, Dark Directed by Christopher Nolan. And Christopher Nolan, his next movie is called Tenet. Uh, Tenet, I forget what it means. There's a meaning for Tenet. It, you know, he always has titles for his movies that you're like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> and he has to kind of get a dictionary and read out and find out what this means, blah, blah, blah. Well, his movie Tenet, it's, we don't know much about it. All we know that it's going to be a, an action epic revolving around the world of international espionage. Ooh. Um, but this is the news. The news is that it's one of his biggest budgeted movies. Uh, it's going, I think, for um, $225 million. It's a lot of money. For comparison, Inception was 160 So that tells you he did, he did all of that with 160 and he's at $225 yeah. million. Wow. This stars John David Washington, Robert Pattinson, Michael Caine, of course, uh, Aaron, Taylor, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Elizabeth Debicki and uh, Kenneth Branagh working with him again because I think they worked together on Dunkirk. Um, Christopher Nolan, espionage spy movie, $225 million. I have no idea what to expect. I just know I'm going to be entertained. Travis yeah, that's quite, those are like the title card things that you hear in trailers like Christopher Nolan, $200 million, Michael Caine. <laughs> That's all you need to do. It's like an HBO that, that, promo. That's, that's all you need. That's all you Go need to it. know for now. <laughs> Tenet, uh, the definition is defined as a principal belief or doctrine generally held to be true. Hmm. Well, I'm sure it will have us all wondering. So one of the ancient tenets of Buddhists believe is he who sits still wins. Hmm. Um, there's rumors that, because Christopher Nolan likes to have elements of time in his movies. Mm-hmm. You know, with... In, in some way, either literal or, 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 or just, um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He always uses time thematically. Inception, you know, the different stages, time did slower. Even in, in, in Interstellar, you had different planets where time uh, changed. Uh, yes. So people are thinking this one might literally be time travel. Hmm. And yeah, it's, imagine a spy espionage story involving time travel. That could be interesting. Kind of funky. Either way, I know Nolan's going to break our brains. I'm going to be like, what? Yeah, he tends to. He's got a good track record of brain breaking. <laughs> yes. yes. Public uh, needs a good brain breaking. This is very true. Uh, another person likes to uh, at least break people's brains. Sometimes for better, sometimes for worse. Lost Lost wasn't very good. J.J. Abrams. Jaja Abrams. Yes. Uh, what, I wonder, do you know what the J.J. stands for? 
Johnson and Johnson Abrams. Johnson and Johnson. Okay, that's officially not to look it up. We have said it. Travis yeah. has spoken. Johnson and Johnson Abrams uh, is working with his son on a Marvel project. Not a Marvel movie like you might be excited to hear. Not a Marvel television like you might be excited to hear. But a Marvel comic like some would be excited to hear. J.J. Yeah. Abrams and his son, what's his son name? Henry Abrams, are working on a Spider-Man. Which, by the way, are we supposed to be like excited for Henry Abrams? Did uh, he, does he have like a rapport or is this just like, uh, oh, it's father and son. And no, it's it's cool. father and son. I mean, I, he's kind of worked. He's worked as like production assistant on JJ's movies in the past. Yeah. So he has that, but it's just the last name Abrams. You know, I'm reaching up here, Dave, real quick to bring what? back the last written thing of JJ Abrams oh, that I my. know. God, hold on. Hold on, Travis. Do you have it too? Hold on. I need to get mine as well. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you had that. I, I got it, yeah. I haven't I, I haven't read it. Um, Nor have I. S dot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know why you know I haven't read it? Because the things that it has in here, I think one um, all, all the notes and all the little yeah, I think pieces. one fell out and and I didn't know where to put it back, so I'm just like I'm just gonna stop reading. <laughs> I feel like I don't know well, what's going book, on anymore. When you open on the cover, it says S dot. When you open the book, it says Ship of Thesis. Yeah, I mean it's an awesome, awesome idea of the book. Yes. So I think JJ's writing capability, um, or or like presentation of the actual um, writing is could be cool I, I mean it'd be nice to see him kind of flip a conventional comic book on its head but if we're in just for some twists and whatnot um here's the thing is like the the write-up was like oh it's spider-man like you've never seen him before okay well that's everything everyone's like you've never right. seen something he's been before, around for so over 70 like, years yeah i mean think, for me it's like jj abrams <laughs> has so much Repu- like like so much comes with his name such a like the reputation precedes him so immediately mm-hmm. like yes same thing with this book this book can suck i don't even fucking know if it does suck but i didn't <laughs> read it um but just the fact that jj abrams was on it was something interesting so i would be i would probably pick up the comic if it's there for i'll check you know, out issue one yeah see see how it's, different spidey is how yeah, different could a, he possibly be it's set as a five issue miniseries um, and it's introducing a brand new villain named Cadaverous. We don't yes. know much about him. I wonder if it's got to do with Cadaver. Yeah, I'm thinking like dead bodies somewhere. Well, there's a lot of controversy leading up to this uh, reveal because Marvel kind of oversold it in a way because I think it was like last week they released a teaser poster with just a letter four. Yeah, they the did web, a couple in the of web. And so when people saw the four, they thought, oh my goodness, Spider-Man Fantastic Four crossover or... There were others who thought that, you know, Sam Raimi did the original first three Spider-Man movies. There was supposed to be a fourth. He had issues with the studio. That's why he left. And then we had the Amazing Spider-Man reboot. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to do a Spider-Man 4 featuring the Vulture as a villain. So people thought, oh, maybe we're getting a comic book version of that script. And then the next day we saw, we had the other number. It was a three. And then the next day, two. And we realized, oh, this is a countdown. And I was like, well, who the hell starts a countdown at four? <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, what are you doing, Marvel? <laughs> so a lot of people, because expectations were high and people thought it was those stuff. And so when it was re- revealed that it was a J.J. Abrams comic, everyone was like, oh, okay, I guess. Well, I'll yeah, take guess, that. Right? You know, and it's not an issue with this. It's just I think it's more of an issue with how they kind of marketed this. 
because yeah, sure. you know what you're doing. Like, why would you start with four? You know, as you count down. That, that <laughs> <makes>. <laughs> uh, you should uh, yeah. you should just start counting down from four now and see yeah, see how that four. affects your life. Okay, people call you up like, dude, who starts the countdown at four? <laughs> Uh, okay, funny. counting down. Four, three. Wait, what? It's well, easy. you know, the, Five, the, ten, the, uh, well, three. the the cover of the comic looks decent. You got assumably cadaverous there in the background with the red eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Mary Jane looks like she's pointing at you, so maybe she's in on something. You know, who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there could be a lot of twists and turns and cadavers. Hopefully, cadavers. I mean, also they say a different take on Spidey. I mean, his costume looks the same. Visually, it looks like we. It looks like what we've seen. Yeah, certainly, certainly we've seen this before. <laughs> yeah, this imagery, but yeah, uh, I'll, again, I'll check out episode uh, episode. I'll check out the first issue and see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, more Marvel news, also kind of Spider Man related, but not really. So I'm reaching through Travis, one of your favorite movies of what 2017, 20? I forget what year it came out. Venom, the Venom, Venom voice. There you go. I'm Venom. Yeah. <laughs> If you guys have listened to Travis and I's past podcast, a bunch of trailers, we have mentioned our views on Venom. Though, Travis, you saw it, didn't you? I did. I did not. I did. And <laughs> I totally used... supported the second movie. <laughs> it is. We knew that it was probably going to happen. I, I feel like the movie did successfully enough. It made eight, $855 million worldwide. And so we knew that a sequel was going to happen. And it's officially been announced that Tom Hardy will return. Um, Sony producer Amy Pascal told Fandango that he will be back. So, what do you think, Venom Two? Are you excited? Yeah, why not? Excited? I excited to see Carnage with the long hair. Yeah, Woody Harrelson. I'm ready to see them. <laughs> I hopefully they've learned like where to make it a more enticing story. But um, if 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 they kind of build up the the buddy cop type thing between Venom and uh, Tom Hardy more and give it a little bit more of a I don't know. I feel like I feel like the first one was like, all right, we'll dangle this out there, and if we get a hit, uh, mm-hmm. we'll 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 double down or something in the next movie. So hopefully they did. Hopefully it's not crap. Um, but I'll I'll uh, this will be an on demand watch for me. Um, <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> uh, I like that you're excited for your on demand viewing of this. Yeah. <laughs> so hey, if someone if you want Travis to watch it sooner, you should release it straight to uh, streaming. It's service. straight to DVD. <laughs> Oh gosh, that and is that is the highest it. bar that I think a director and movie can achieve is just a straight to DVD, straight to the five dollar bin at the Target DVD. That is <laughs> oh, that's a special class of movies right there. <laughs> and it's DVD, not Blu-ray, but they don't do yeah, no, just release. regular Only DVD, <laughs> regular <laughs> DVD. <laughs> wow. Um, uh, there's also, speaking of Venom, um, Kevin Feige, Marvel head, uh, in an interview recently, someone asked him, could we see, because, you know, we know that uh, the Spider-Man character is a joint operation from Sony and Marvel, and uh, Spider-Man obviously, Venom is one of his uh, greatest villains in the comics, and so he was asked, is there a chance of the crossover happening? Mm. And a lot, of, a lot of websites took this as a definitive yes, but he said, yeah, sure, one day it could happen, it's up to Sony. Yeah. I don't take that as a de- definitive yes. That's just him saying, yeah, it's up to Sony. Of course it could happen. And Dodging the question. Kind of, I feel like, sure. yeah, it's more, it's, that's an obvious answer. Of course it's up to Sony. They own the, 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 they control the rights to this. And if they want it to happen, it can happen. Um, do you think you could see a, a Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland and Tom Hardy? Ooh, both uh, I don't know. I think they're, okay, I, I don't know if they're compatible with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
something makes me feel like if we are going to get a Venom, then the uh, the suit is going to be passed on to the next, if not second, Spider-Man. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, seem yeah. like Sony's in a rush to do this. Mm-hmm. And, it, yeah, I don't see, like, the tone with Tom is very neighborhood Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. You bring Venom into it, like, here's the thing. If the if the animators, and I, I've said this since I walked out of the movie theater, if the animators of the Spider-Verse want to just, if, if Marvel wants to go that route with all of their movies in that animation style, then bring on whatever, you know, <laughs> whatever you want, because it's just, it's all fitting. But when you bring in live actors, you got to have some compatibility. And with Venom, you feel like it's... I don't know. I think Venom, the last movie, was debating, oh, are we an indie type of, you know, small trilogy type thing, or mm-hmm. are we more comic booky? I'd say it's kind of like um, Ed Norton's Hulk. Ed Norton's yeah. Hulk is, I think, a good example of, like, Ed Norton, Liv Tyler. Like, yes, it's part of the MCU, but it felt a little more indie, low budget, and mm-hmm. then you get Ruffalo in, and it's part of the Avengers, and now it feels more MCU-like, right? So Yeah, yeah. It kind of it kind of feels that way. I don't see Tom and and Tom <laughs> on this on the silver screen soon. No, I agree. I think if I want to, if we see Venom and Spider Man on screen together in theaters, it should be Spider Verse related. I agree because that could be really cool. Look what they did with Prowler in Spider Verse. Like mm-hmm. they made Prowler scary, and he's like a lesser known villain in the comics. And so imagine what they could do with Venom in that, with that especially with that visual style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think Venom yeah, that visual style too. we can get really like I love the my the, the visual style of like Kingpin in in the Spider Verse and how he mm-hmm. was huge and menacing mm-hmm. and whatnot mm-hmm. and yeah you know, that's with Venom he's just you know yeah he's he's you want to see things realistically I think is mm-hmm. is a advantage of really good CGI but. You just have so many options. I mean, uh, my gosh, it unlocks so many options for for Spider Man to go wherever it wants to with that mm. animation. And I think I preferred that lending the voices. I think voice acting mm. um, for for a character like that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I think you know I would actually prefer that Sony with Venom embrace the R rating and just go mm-hmm. full because the last one was what PG thirteen, and they did it PG thirteen in the hopes that they could maybe. Uh, uh, link it with the Tom Holland Spider-Man but I think just leave that just go the Logan Deadpool route just go full on R rating mm-hmm. with, with, with Venom and I think you could have more fun with that yeah uh, yeah uh, yeah. that would change the tone but I agree with you yeah uh, next piece of news let's th- we talked about streaming recently this is interesting streaming news have you seen the new um, uh, Amazon series Good Omens by uh, no but I am working through Gaiman's uh, American Gods on audiobook at the moment Oh, nice. I'm nice. familiar with the gentleman's work. Good Omens. I'm watching it right now. It's actually a really, really good yes. Amazon show. Okay? Remember that. Amazon show. Amazon show. Apparently. And it deals with it deals with things like, you know, uh, um, the Antichrist, the end of days, and all that kind of stuff. There's religious tones to it. And there's a, there's a Christian group out there who wasn't very happy with some of that. And so they started a petition which over 20,000 people, th- their limit was 15,000. But they had 20,000 people. So 20,000 people would. 20,000 strong. Stop this show. This show is blasphemous and it's terrible. We're going to write a letter to Netflix to make mm. sure that Netflix doesn't make this anymore. Yes. So Netflix doesn't make the Amazon show. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think if you, were doing a, uh, if you were really 
you know, passionate about something, you would kind of do some research. Yes, uh, no, not in, these, not in this yeah. day and age. No. Out of the 20,000 people, no, nobody thought, hey, yeah. uh, guys, we're writing the letter to the wrong people. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's going to hurt the outcome for sure. <laughs> and what made it even funnier is that Netflix responded. They responded by saying, okay, sorry, guys, we will never make another episode of the show again. Good, good for them. <laughs> And then in response, Amazon responded to Netflix saying, well, Netflix, if you cancel Good Omens, we're going to cancel Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> nice banter. Oh, yeah, this yeah, is I, a story of, uh, well, number one, as a fellow petition signer, proudly signed the petition to remake season eight of Game of Thrones. <laughs> Proud petition signer. <laughs> All right. um, it, it, I'm actually... It, Good for the petition signers that actually got a response, albeit an incorrect responder for this petition. <laughs> uh, Twenty thousand to get them to budge. I think we were like, I think we were like, how many other Game of Thrones things? Obviously, I I still hold grudges, Dave. It hasn't quite whitewashed <laughs> over me yet. We still, but... we still need that. We still need to kind of record this discussion about your views on Game of Thrones. Yeah, I feel like I need closure. I'm never gonna get closure. It's like yeah. the ex girlfriend that's always on your mind. You right. just, you'll never shake it. <laughs> It's like PTSD <laughs> just thinking about season eight. Um, that, that's a funny. That's a that's a funny little story. Power right. to them. I'm excited to go see um, um, Good Omens. I've not checked it out yet. Dave, would you? Are you like I upper percentile it. enjoying it? I would say I'm enjoying it more than American Gods the series. Oh, and you like? I think that. it has, and I like the well, I like season one, and then season two. Season two, there's a lot of behind the scenes issues that affect the season two, namely. The original showrunner left because of creative differences and i'm like well i liked his creative creativity in season one so if he, he leaves because of creative differences hmm, season mm-hmm. two probably has issues mm-hmm. and i think some cast members left as well so mm-hmm. there's been some issues behind the scenes but and neil gaiman he was only a producer on that but this one for good omens he's actually a, a showrunner on this one so he has full control um i recently went to a uh, q a and watched episode one, and he was there for the Q&A, and he talked about how it came together. It was really interesting. It took him 20 years to make this happen. It was originally supposed to be a movie, and then it became a TV series. Hmm. 20 years. Yeah. Don't yeah. give up on your dreams, kids. Exactly. And, in fact, this is probably the best way to have done it. I think a, a movie, especially they tried to do the movie, like, in the late 90s. It wouldn't, the, the, the technology in the world wasn't ready for sure. something like that. It would have yeah. been toned down, you know. Yeah. Um, it's a really good series. Definitely check it out. And it kind of has this kind of... Um, uh, touch of hitchhiker's guide that kind of whimsical yeah. tone the hitchhiker's guide has it kind of has that kind of tone to it with the narration and things like that but it's it's r-rated as well that's awesome yeah it's really good that's i like funny. it uh what else do we have here a little kingsman news dave right, or the yeah. king's yes man we knew a kingsman prequel was coming out set in world war one it was originally titled the great game because world war one was known as the great war mm-hmm. um if you uh, history buffs would know, uh, but since Disney purchased Fox, um, there's been some uh, change changes happening behind the scenes. One was they have a new release date for every 14th, 2020. I think it was originally supposed to be November of this year, but now it's pushed a few months, and now it will be called The Kingsman, and the plot will be focused on the plot is advertised as a collection of history's worst tyrants and criminal masterminds gathered to plot a war to wipe out millions. One man was raced against time to stop them. And it's like, I think this is kind of like um, showing us why the Kingsman started in the first place. So this is probably the origin of the original Kingsman. So we're not probably going to get Eggsy. No Eggsy in this one. Again, World War One. So yeah, Yeah. definitely no Eggsy. Definitely no uh, 
was his uncle. No, it wasn't his uncle. In the comic, it's his uncle, actually. Uh, Colin Firth plays his uncle in the comics. But um, I, I like the idea of this, of the Kingsman and trying to stop. Maybe they're adding, you know, I, I like uh, revisionist history a lot mm -hmm. in the movies. So I guess they're saying that World War One was actually started by a group of villains. Mm -hmm. So big, 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 this great war. And then we all know, I guess he's going to fail in his mission because World War One still happened. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, but maybe, interesting is how they tie in because the Franz Ferdinand assassination is so, yes. you know, so rabbit holy and conspiracy anyway. So Yes, so maybe yeah. it's to do with that. Uh, you think they're going to have like a... You think they're gonna kind of tie in another society like they did with the uh, Golden Circle? Maybe the maybe we'll see because again, I think at this point there is no society. There's just yeah, one I guess it's the start. Team. But I think this maybe his failure is the reason why they realize we need a team. Yeah, yeah. I, wanna, I guess we'll see if they want to expand the world or not. I think that yeah. it's an interesting. I think they have an interesting uh, world that they can play in, especially mm -hmm. when they started bringing in the Americans in the last one and. Um, you know, just it kind of goes back to the the tenants movie. Also, is that I think John Wick did a cool job of kind of allowing the you know the secret assassin type lore of mm -hmm. those worlds being created. So personally, I enjoy like if there was a German one or a mm -hmm. or a French one or whatever have you in World War One. But I think you're probably right. Is that we're just going to see like a group of people that were enlisted by the king and they form a I just don't want to go through the, oh, we're all vagabonds and all greatly individuals, and then we got to work together and figure out why we all need each other. It's like, okay, okay, okay. Well, I mean, I think it also tied into the fact that, because remember in the original Kingsman, they also, all their names are named after the Knights of the Round Table, right? Yeah. And so maybe there's something that ties into that. Maybe there was an they find out that there was an original group, and this is kind of bringing them back. Or maybe Flashbacks. the original group was the Knights were, were the Knights, and then the, the Kingsmen were, were kind of reinventing that. Sure. The time during World War One, we don't know, and I think. But either way, I'm definitely down. Kingdom, yeah, of course. Gotta back. finish that. Uh, now, is this a, is this the end of a trilogy, or is this just another no, movie Kingsman, amongst the Kingsman franchise? It is another movie in the franchise because there is an official Kingsman three happening with Taron okay. Egerton coming back. So, so we're getting a little is, we're getting a little respite. We're getting a little yes. diatribe off to the side here, which is interesting because again, whenever you get like a side movie or a prequel or things like that, it's usually a different creative team. But it's the same director. You, you rarely get the same director doing the mainline movies and then a spinoff at the same time. Yeah. You know, that's uh, the, the directors are very important, Dave. And I think that that lends nicely into our next topic of um, people are elated, I would say, or at least the gentleman who wrote the article, um, Josh Spiegel of The Hollywood Reporter, is amped up that they are bringing back... Um, let me get the name so I don't butcher it at the moment. <laughs> Pete Doctors. Pete Doctor, the director of Soul, is the mm -hmm. new um, the new Disney animated that's going to be coming out. And, I mean, just elated that, that Pete's on this project. And it shows how important the good director is um, to get your projects off the ground, as obvious mm -hmm. as that sounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pete Doctor, he he's someone that has been involved in a lot of Pixar movies from the very very beginning. He now serves as the chief creative officer of Pixar Animation. Uh, he gave us what I'm trying to get the movies. He gave us uh, Inside Out and Up, I think, uh, which are very very like on the top echelon of yeah Pixar for movies. sure. You know Pixar Classics. makes great movies, but Up and uh, 
inside out a like, like extra extra level of just mm-hmm. like wow um yeah that's the news uh after the release of toy story 4 check out our spoiler free review coming up this week no our spoiler review it's not spoiler free there's no point in doing a spoiler free review because you must watch it like why should i do a spoiler free review telling people whether she watch it or not i'd say watch toy that's story right. 4 man's gotta live by a code i've seen it twice I, uh, and it's emotional like pixar just came and said how can we just punch people in the gut with emotions that's why this movie that movie was made fantastic movie uh, there was a point where i used to think why is there a fourth toy story movie after watching it i arguably say it's probably the best in the franchise mm-hmm. definitely the funniest in the franchise i will say that with no no hesitation the funniest in the franchise but uh we already there's already a pixar movie coming out next year it's called uh onward with uh, Chris Pratt and mm-hmm. Tom Holland, but we're now getting two Pixar movies, two original Pixar movies in one year. So, like you mentioned at the top of this news segment, uh, the next movie is, after Onward is called Soul, and what we know about it is it comes out June nineteenth, twenty twenty, and this is the tagline: Ever wonder where your passion, your dreams, and your interests come from? What is it that makes you you? Directed by two-time Oscar winner Pete Docter, who did Up and Inside Out, like I mentioned, the movie takes place between New York City and the cosmic realms. Hmm. What does that mean? Is it gonna it's be definitely Nico? got Inside Out Nico? emotions written all over it. Yes, I was going to say, this almost kind of feels like a, a spiritual sequel to Inside Out. Yeah. You know, where does your passion different? come from? Yes. You know, what is where all this passion inside? And Pixar, I mean, after seeing Toy Story 4... Pixar kind of stuff, and even with Inside Out, and to an extent, even, uh, uh, what's the other one, Coco, they're dealing with, like, real deep existentialism. Coco was <laughs> great. <laughs> like, damn, Pixar, are you making movies for kids, in, or, or just saying, fuck it, just yeah. looking for the girls? here's a kid's story about <laughs> existential, like, <laughs> philosophy. Right. That's really like, going to cut you deep. Wow, like, uh, I'm excited for this. Anything Pixar, especially, there was a time where people complained and I, I get it, but we still had good movies. People complained that Pixar were doing a whole bunch of sequels. You know, we had Finding Dory. We've had three Toy Story sequels. We've had two car sequels. But, you know, for the most part, those sequels have been good. But I guess Pixar are like, you want original movies? You want original movies? We're yeah. going to give you two in one year, bitches. Well, <laughs> even so, in uh, here is, uh, you know, it even uh, states that um, The Good Dinosaur, which was a mild success, still grossed $125 million domestically, so... I mean, people like it i think we're in a great yeah. time for animation and um yes you know i think that the the mountaintop has been set and holds a flag that says toothless on it because that is the <laughs> best trilogy great time to be alive for great yes. animation soul yes. i'm sure i'm ready for it to be soulful as... and i feel like you know there used to be a time where especially early pixar movies people uh, grown-ups would use taking kids an excuse as an excuse to see the movie they, they didn't feel like i could go to watch a pixar movie or animated movie without a kid but i think now that stigma is gone so mm-hmm. when i watched uh, uh toy story 4 you see a whole bunch of grown-ups in the theater with zero kids there mm-hmm. in fact there was a part where some kids were crying and i was like fucking kids what are they doing here get out <laughs> like wait no this movie's for them not for me yeah so you have to remind yourself that it is a kid's movie uh, at its core even though it's not really uh talk about cartoons and kids stuff I don't know, this is a weak segue, boy, but I'm going to go with it. Okay. Space Jam 2. Uh, it's been kind of on uh, limbo for a long, long time. Uh, for a long time, uh, LeBron James has been attached to it because I guess he's this generation's Michael Jordan to many people. Mm-hmm. And one of the issues they had was a lot of 
NBA stars either didn't want to be in it or couldn't be in it because of marketing purposes. Cause I think Nike have a contract with it. So like non Nike mm. stars couldn't be in it. Um, it is being produced by Ryan Coogler who gave us black Panther and he's not directing it though, which is, I thought it was kind of interesting, but okay, whatever. This has been directed by Terrence Nance who gave us random acts of flyness and the oversimplification of her beauty Two movies. I have not seen, but mm. they could be good or not. I have no idea. Um, but we all, we do have some NBA stars joining the project. It's been officially said that NBA players Damian Lillard of the Portland Trailblazers, Anthony Davis of the New Orleans Pelicans, and Clay Thompson of the Golden State Warriors will be joining. Hmm. Also, some NBA players, uh, Diana Torasi, uh, I probably butchered that, of the Phoenix Mercury, and siblings Chine and Ngeke Nguamike of the Los Angeles Sparks will be joining this this movie. Uh, also, uh, Sonico Martin-Green from Star Trek Discovery and The Walking Dead will be in this movie portraying Le- LeBron James's wife. Uh, we have zero um, information on the actual narrative of what the story will be and who yeah. are we fighting against. Are the monsters back? Are we have other aliens? I have no idea. But we do know we're going to get a basketball game of some sort and this is hopefully hoping to be released in theaters July 16th, 2021. Oh, uh, Travis... Gosh. What do you think about this? And do you want a uh, 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 Space Jam too? Yeah, sure. I I, th- I think it could be awesome to have a Space Jam two. You do wonder what it's gonna. Are they just gonna flat out do all the same tropes where there's a Bill do Murray character thing. and uh, <laughs> like, um, but. I think LeBron's a good actor. I think LeBron was very enjoyable in Trainwreck, so mm, I think he was that funny he'll be in that. Fine in this movie. Yeah, I mean he's uh, playing himself, so that helps. The other people, I mean, are people going to care? I, I don't know. Clay Thompson is not a very interesting character to me. <laughs> um, Damian Lillard can rap, so maybe that'd be fun. Uh, you know, I, I, just give me a fun movie. I, I have no idea, or even couldn't tell you how to do another movie for this. Um, I can see them falling into the same tropes, but maybe I'll like those same tropes. So, you know, nostalgia alone will put me in a seat to see this, no doubt. I mean, the original movie had bigger name stars at the time. We had Larry Bird, Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewan. Yeah, Yeah. those are like bigger names. It would have been better if we had bigger names. Yeah, in the cast of characters, especially in in this, I mean, like... If you were to cast this stuff right now, just based off of the characters in the league, like LeBron, you, know, you get Joel Embiid, who's mm-hmm. easily one of the biggest characters in the league. Um, who I'm trying to rack the brain. I mean, like, uh, Draymond Green's a great character. You could have the beard be a great character. But yes. contracts and what they are yeah. and random player beefs and, you know, we'll... we'll like we'll end up with Clay Thompson, which is like, why the guy's vanilla as all heck. I mean, you could just have Kawhi in there laugh at people. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and it's three years away, so I can change in people's perception on like when this movie comes out. I think that I think that two years and LeBron kind of his career is got to figure out if that's going to get people amped up to see this movie. But as the NBA gets more popular and as people enjoy watching basketball and as the stars become a little bit more characterized, uh, it could launch at a really nice time. So I'm down for the ride, Dave. How about you? Um, Are you excited? Were you a big Space Jam 1 fan? I, I, I love Space Jam at the time. I have not seen it in a long time. Oh, we might do it for Back to the Future when this new movie a fantastic comes out idea. To, to revisit it. And I'm He's not fixing a divot. But you know what? 
I would have, in a weird way, I would have preferred, and I think there's a missed opportunity here, to continue the franchise by looking at different sports. Yeah. Rather than sticking to basketball. Soccer you know, one would be awesome. Yeah, a, a football one in terms of soccer, like you just said, I say football, I refuse to use it. Soccer as reference. Oh, to. Dave, by the way, but, while we're on soccer real quick, would you like to personally congratulate me for what happened uh, in, yes. in Madrid a couple weeks ago? Yes. Well done. Liverpool. Yeah, what was that? Good job, guys. Good job, Liverpool. Well, well done for how many? You know what? You know Six, what? right? You know what? You know what? I'm not even mad because because you guys deserved it. Thank you. In fact, I would have been upset for you if you guys ended the season with nothing. I agree. Tottenham winning would have just... No one wants that. No one I wants think, that. I'll give it to you guys. I actually think you guys deserved it. You know, uh, Good job on you guys. And it was, it was a well-earned win. You know, Thank you. I played I, a full I ninety minutes, Dave. I really did. <laughs> but I, I think I think there's a missed opportunity here to have gone into different sports. You know, like that football is a worldwide game, and potentially could have made more money because you have a wide yeah. audience. And uh, who better to be the liaison than LeBron, who is a investor into Liverpool, a yeah. very big Liverpool fan, and then oh, if goodness. you just look at the cross, uh, you know, the the cross cultures of the NBA. And some football players and soccer players is like, you know, you'll on any day in Instagram, you'll see Neymar hanging out with like, you know, the uh, uh, Kawhi or, or or one of the basketball players. And you'll see Mbappe over here hanging with Saquon or something like that. I mean, yeah. you're absolutely right. And I think LeBron could be a great linchpin for all that. Dude, that could have been a great narrative, right, where this basketball player has to now play a different sport to save the world. Yeah, something <laughs> you know, like that. that. Yeah. Added to the comedy, you're like, no, you're oh, like, boss, and we you have could, to play this sport. It, with, uh, you're so right. You can make this into such an international type brand because mm-hmm. then you could have, you know, aliens or whomever the antagonist be have different languages. And so you have to go to different parts of the country and Lionel mm-hmm. Messi and all these people could be in it. And Dave, you know what? Sometimes. Great ideas just weren't in the room at the time. No, we weren't there, Travis. We yeah. were not there. Yeah. Uh, well. well, either way, are you guys looking forward to Space Jam 2? Do you have fun memories of Space Jam 1? Let us know. Info at thenerdybunch.com. Yeah. So, Travis, there's a new game out now. Harry Potter Wizards Unite from Pokemon I Go creator Niantic Labs. <laughs> oh, you got it already? I did. So, tell us tell us about it. This is a Pokemon Go uh, style game by the same company. It's available now on iOS and Android. Uh, I haven't downloaded it yet, but Travis, tell us about your experiences. Probably how much time you spent on this. Tell us about Ooh, the game. Like what you think so far. At least probably less than 10 minutes. <laughs> so setting up you've done the setup it's on the phone i've gone like out of like the tutorial phase where it's the same thing you walk up you cast a spell um and you collect like you know a, a different characters of the of the potter universe and uh assumably you'll be able to team up with buddies and duel one another so mm-hmm. i've got a buddy named kyle who's a huge potter fan also so we'll we'll dabble a little bit more and i can i can give you a better idea but Heck, why not? You know, I think these I think these collaborative uh, mobile games are really cool. Mm-hmm. I think that they have a lot of potential in the future, um, and just with this technology and how you can adapt it, you know, as we look forward to VR and all this jazz, so many people are going to want to be closer to the Harry Potter world because of that. So, yeah, I'm excited. To, well. I guess excited is the wrong word as it's been on my phone for a couple days now and I haven't played it, so I can't be that excited about it. But that said, um, I'm all for it. Two thumbs up. 
Okay, I mean, if you guys are going to play this game, let us know. Info at the nerdybunch.com. I probably won't play it, but it does look good. For if you're, I think if you're a Harry Potter interesting. fan, interesting. It does look interesting, interesting and it's free. I feel like people will try it out. It's free, right? But I do. I don't know if it will get the same kind of big impact that Pokemon Go had. It's true. People died playing Pokemon yes. Go. Yes, that's that was huge. That's <laughs> a very high bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our game makes people die. Yeah. That's <laughs> how much dedication we have. <laughs> uh, the next piece of news, I'm going to put this down to rumor. Um, yeah, I see there's that. No, there's no rumor official mill. word on this yet, but there's a rumor going around that, there's a rumor that's been going on for a long time that there's going to be a new Matrix movie yes. uh, with uh, Michael B. Jordan. As see, I did not know Michael Morpheus. B. Jordan was attached to the project now. Rumors. As, as, a, young, as a young Morpheus. That's the rumor. Ooh. He's, yeah, he's the young Morpheus. Um and and now a rumor is coming out that the Wachowskis, who directed all the Matrix movies, will be directing this one. They're involved in this. Um, we don't know too much about what the narrative is. Uh, maybe this, because you know, Morpheus in the original Matrix, we did the Matrix for our Back to the Future podcast, Shameless Plug, so check that out. Shameless. Uh, it's established that Morpheus was told years ago that he would find the one, so he spent his life looking for the Finding one. Finding this movie, Maybe this movie is how he got that information mm. in the first place. Mm. And maybe that's what it's about, you know, set way back when, 20 years great. or so earlier. Giving some more, maybe you see kind of, a, you know, the virus develop at that time too, or somehow how they became unplugged or what have you. So maybe a little bit more into the lure of, was there a civilization before yeah. the Matrix and how did the humans become where they're at today, et cetera? Mm-hmm. Well, we do find out, and again, it's told to us in the original Matrix that, when the computers made the first matrix it was a perfect utopia for humans but we couldn't live in that perfection we st- because it was too perfect we realized that it was a facade and we needed mm. imperfection. so we're going to see some fall from grace type narrative you maybe. think maybe yeah it could be interesting now like dave that. are you uh i know you are a fan but do you feel like uh michael b jordan is in a lot of movies these days like he's he, he's been in a lot of movies um i i, I think some good uh, mostly good. I would say mostly, mostly good. good. But in this uh, case, it's like you're getting a, if we are getting a young Morpheus, right? And Lawrence Fishburne's timeless role. I would have been down to find someone new. Like Michael B. Jordan is a great actor and I like yeah. watching him on screen. But here's something where I'm like, huh, I don't, it could be interesting if Michael B. wasn't there. Like give me someone that like might have unknown, been in the shadows a little person. bit and mm. give him the helm of that instead of Michael B. who in my opinion, feels a little bit like the star that you're, they kind of needed for, uh, for curb appeal. Mm, no, no, I, I agree. I agree. I think maybe he would have been, it would have been better suited to get a lesser known actor instead of Michael B. Jordan so that it would feel like a young Morpheus as opposed to, oh, look, that's Michael B. Jordan. Look at Michael B. Jordan, right? Yeah. You know, um, my, my bigger issue though is the Wachowskis. Um, I think they did personally for me. I think they have one great film under their belt. And then a bunch of decent films and a whole bunch of shit. Uh, the first Matrix film is by far the better of the trilogy. The mm-hmm. second one is fine, and the third one just goes to absolute garbage. They also gave us Jupiter Ascending, which is terrible. Mm. They also gave us uh, uh, what was the other one they did? With I think Jupiter Ascending is still losing money at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and I would rather have seen a, a, a different director take the helm on this one. New Blood. 
and rather than them returning to the oh, then, oh, interesting. You know, I, uh, I feel like there's too much pride in the uh, brothers' camp for them to give the helmet to somewhere else. <laughs> uh, you mean sisters, actually? They huh? both had sex changes. The Wachowskis are both sisters now. For real? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they're just known as the Wachowskis because in the Matrix they were the Wachowski brothers yeah. and then one of them had a sex change by the third home I think and it was the Wachowski siblings and now they both had sex changes and now they're just the Wachowskis wow yes what a and, character arc that is right, that, that is I wanted, they should make a movie about their life and Seriously. I'd like to see that story you know, what are the chances of two brothers just wanting to get sex changes together yeah. I think that's, that's an interesting story to fascinating there. Um, but yeah I think I just feel like because again, I rewatched The Matrix. I won't go too far into it, but I think The Matrix, rewatching it, isn't as deep as it thinks it is. Mm-hmm. It, 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 there's very like on the surface like sci-fi depth, but more just an excuse to give us action and very good action, don't mind you. But it's just an excuse to give. It. It's not as deep as it thinks, and especially that since then we've had a lot of nuanced sci-fi stories that really mm-hmm. have depth. And yeah. I'd love to see. I'd love to see New Blood or someone else that's really versed in sci-fi to really go into that into this mm-hmm. prequel. Mm-hmm. I'd prefer, but that's just mm-hmm. more of a personal opinion. Um, are you guys ready for more Matrix? Uh, I think some of the best Matrix stories were in the Animatrix series. Mm-hmm. That was really, really well done. I'd love to see something like that. Did you ever watch Love, Death, the Robots, the Netflix anthology mm-hmm. series? I'd love to see something like that. Mm-hmm. Where you just have an anthology series, get a whole bunch of different directors to tell yeah. one story each. That'd that be world. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and very, just, very interesting. And even with the Matrix, right? You know, the Matrix is such a big, expansive world. And this is what bothers me sometimes when people create universes and worlds you create this expansive world but yet you still stick to the same through line right it's like okay we're dealing with a young morpheus you create this massive you could yeah. go anywhere yeah we're still sticking with that through line i think you yeah. just missed opportunities um but i guess it, i mean matrix is still a, a big brand name i think so i think oh. this could do well people know so when you say is. the matrix it's even though there hasn't been a movie in like 20 years it's still a powerful brand i feel yep um, let us know what you guys think. Are you ready for more Matrix? Info at the nerdybunch.com. And, and now we have a couple of trailers. We're going to go through this quickly. It's trailer time. Quick trailer time. This is a homage to Travis and I's uh, late podcast. Rest in peace. Bunch of trailers. Bunch of trailers. If you guys want a revival of that, let us know. Info at the nerdybunch.com. Uh, we would definitely love to Classics. do that. If you guys, if you guys Hard want Hard knowledge to. dropped. Yes. <laughs> we have a couple of trailers here. And I think some of these trailers are all really good. Yeah. Week. Um, it's very rare that you just get a whole bunch of good Yeah, I got four here. for four here. Uh, the first one we got is the final trailer for Stranger Things 3, which has been released on the 4th of July. The synopsis is as follows. It's 1985 in Hawkins, Indiana, and summer's heating up. School's out, there's a brand new mall in town, and the Hawkins crew are on the cusp of adulthood. Romance blossoms and complicates the group's dynamic, and they'll have to figure out how to grow up without growing apart. Meanwhile, danger looms when the town's threatened by enemies old and new. Eleven and her friends are reminded that evil never ends, it evolves. Now they'll have to band together to survive and remember that friendship is always stronger than fear. Travis, what did you think of this final trailer? I think that they have now exposed that it's just been a monster movie the entire time. Yep. Sneaky sci-fi. Oh, not all that sneaky. It looked good, though. It looked like we were going to get a... uh, a real um, slobber knocker here at the end and Mm -hmm. um, it's time to put up or shut up and Mm -hmm. I think after this it will be a great way to send these characters off Uh, and I think that it's time and I'm enjoying I'm gonna enjoy this last little bit of Stranger Things 
as it you all know. comes into conclusion I, and I take it for what it is and try to enjoy it as much as I did the very first season, which was great. Uh, I still say the first season was the best. I think the second season is a slight dip because of that kind of branching storyline where we go with Eleven and these other Agree, and the like, nuance was off. It wasn't, like, who the fuck that is? wasn't like um, spanking you like, oh, that was cool, but I agree. It, it hasn't, they haven't officially said this is the final season, but I agree with you. I think this, there's a finality to this. Yeah, it I has like to this be. Is I, like, I, I this can't is do like Stranger Things final, 4. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is like we've been building up to this, and then it's like, okay, we're going to go. Because funny enough, people don't realize Stranger Things was in it originally kind of conceived as an anthology series where we follow different characters, which uh-huh. is why we had that kind of spin-off moment in season two. Because I think yeah. they're trying to say, hey, do you guys want this? And everyone's like, nope, nope. Just, no, <laughs> no just, just give us the bread and butter. Character. We know what we like. <laughs> Stick to the script. Yes. But I think this this is almost feels like okay this is the final you know this is the final kind of push everything's been building up to this and I like the idea that in season two yes eleven may, may have closed the doorway to the to the upside down but the creature's stuck on our side I like that right? I think did I you trap that. them did you trap him out here yes. that's kind of scary oh, like the like creature you that was locked the killer in the house with you yes exactly exactly and and it seems like the monster is going to inhabit somebody else. Mm-hmm. This this time around, mm-hmm. or maybe other people as well. And it has a voice as well, You're hearing mm-hmm. a voice that represents the. Yeah, it's true. It's out now. Yes, yeah. So I'm very excited about this. This the budget looks big on this one. Yeah, like they went all out. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it's yes. got some slobber knockers on it. Yes, I'm definitely looking forward to that. And Travis, let, let's you and I do a season review of this once it's out. I think you and I should do one review this. So look out for that. If you guys want Travis and I to review it, let us know. Info at the uh, another trailer, this is goes after my own heart, uh, based on a graphic novel of the same name. We have The Boys, which yeah, is coming to great. Amazon Prime, uh, July 26. The synopsis is as follows. Soups have been committing atrocities which keep getting swept under the rug because they are revered by the adoring public. Billy Butcher recruits the boys who have all been wronged by the Seven, the world's most notorious superheroes, to bring them down and stop the corruption. Based on the best-selling comics by Garth Ennis, The Boys is a revenge story where the nobodies take on the somebodies. Uh, Travis, what do you think of this trailer? It looked, oh, so good. It's a great trailer. <laughs> oh, it's a great trailer. It makes me want right. to watch this so badly. <laughs> I'm so excited for this one. Yes. Like, it, July 26th, awesome. I mean, it looks awesome. So great. And I, I didn't think I'd ever be excited to hear a Spice Girls song in a trailer. Yeah, right. Like, fantastic use of it. Yeah. Oh, just yeah. the whole expose. What's Sporty Spice doing right now? What? What's Sporty Spice doing right now? What the hell are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> that is great. And it looks like, great. I love those separately. types of... Uh, especially with... Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see uh, if that matches up when HBO hits off with Watchmen because it's slightly mm. the same idea. So mm-hmm. I, I think I, I, one assassinates the, uh, the criminals, but, you know, over Watch Hawks of superheroes yes. is kind of the tone of both well where, where watchmen is more about how do you police these people and then watchmen is slightly different because outside of dr manhattan these vigilantes don't have superpowers right you know it's just a bunch of people like batman whereas the boys actually deal with people with powers with and powers so yeah how do you as as he says in the trailer how do you spank uh super, when superheroes yeah. when they go wrong and i also and like I how that. like the the superheroes are like i'm the best superhero in the world and it got him yeah gives them like fame acclaim and, yes. and all that stuff too so that'll be interesting i mean it makes sense because if superheroes are like that it look how we treat celebrities normal people today yeah you know imagine how we would treat superpowered celebrities yeah. you know <laughs> like a nuclear and, bomb or like a kardashian 
right? And 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 I love that scene where where you see the guy making out with his girlfriend, and the superhero just runs past and just rips her to shreds. Yes. I was like, yes. can't stop. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I was just like, The shot where the invisible car hits the invisible guy yes. and he goes through the, the store is a smart yes. shot. And it's, it's really well done because you, even though he's invisible, you see him. Yeah. It's almost like you see him in yeah. the visual. It's really good. It's a, really, it's, oh, a, when, it's a smart shot. I like that. Well, when he uses the baby with the laser eyes. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> and I, I don't know who the uh, I don't know who the um, the main uh, character's actor is. I forget his name, but he's uh, a I like him too. I oh, like. He's a damn it. I'm gonna no, I have to get it now because I know his name. What is his What is was, his name? The boys. He, he was in Dread and he was in Star Trek. I shouldn't. It should be in my head right now. Carl Urban, Australian actor. Carl Urban. Carl Urban. I think he's great. He he is great in. This. Yeah, I like him uh, a lot. Mm-hmm. I do. I like him a lot as well. He's he's fantastically cast. <gasps> That's right. He was in Lord of the Rings. He played. Yes, he was. Played Aomir. That's why I like him a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Forget everything else he's done. I'm just looking at Lord of the Rings on his resume. That's all that Dude, matters. Dude, guys right? already hit a peak. <laughs> That's great. And uh, I'll the trailer for this uh, this week. I think this this trailer really surprised me because I didn't, I was not expecting this. Uh, the Peanut Butter Falcon. This stars yeah. Shia LaBeouf. Uh, after running away from a residential nursing home to pursue his dream of becoming a pro wrestler, a man who has Down syndrome befriends an outlaw who becomes his coach and ally. This hits theaters August 9th, 2019. Shia LaBeouf is trying to make a comeback here. You know what? Dave. And I support if you, him. If you were going to tell me that Shia LaBeouf was going to make me cry today, I would Seriously, said, though. <laughs> what are you talking about? I haven't seen Shia LaBeouf in years. What do you mean he's going to make me cry today? That trailer wow. was a tearjerker. Wow. I agree. Like I'm excited seen... to see it. It is a uh, like I say, it's got the it's got the um, festival candy drops all over the trailer of mm-hmm. yes. accolades and yes, I think it said it is the most heartfelt movie or sentimental or I like that the one guy said it's like a it's a new age Mark Twain novel which mm-hmm. struck a chord. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Shia LaBeouf. All right, man. I'm done. Looks like you give a good performance in there. I'm in. All right. This also stars Dakota Johnson and uh, Zach Goodsons Goods I can't I think introducing Goodsigan. Yeah, introduce. And I, I like that. And I like that they're actually getting an actor with Down syndrome playing this kind of role. But it's not. Yes, the character has Down syndrome, but it's not like one of those movies where you're feeling sorry for him. Yeah. Even no. Though, you know. Yeah. You know. It's 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 just a, it's it's a narrative about him chasing his dream and the two of them becoming friends. And this looks really good. It's definitely a movie that's gone from nowhere to being up there on my radar definitely will be checking yeah. this out when it's released. 60 real fast yes uh this has been released like i said august 9th 2019 so it's not that far away just a couple of months away which i'm very happy about and uh last trailer we don't have to go too much into this because this could go either way i'm hoping more on the fun side uh this is ready or not this follows a young bride as she joins her new husband a rich eccentric and his rich eccentric family in a time-honored tradition that turns into a lethal game when everyone fighting with everyone fighting for their survival. This hits theaters August 23rd. So in a nutshell, uh, they play a deadly game of hide-and-seek. Yeah. Uh, the trailer looks fun, but I feel like the trailer is also showing a lot because it doesn't have much to it. I feel like this is a movie that could go either way. Yeah, there are some good shock moments that they just put in the trailer for no reason. Yeah, yeah. Like, the idea is intriguing enough where you could yes. go with a exciting thriller type trailer um mm-hmm. 
but they instead showed like some shocking moments that would have been legitimately shocking in the in the film. Mm-hmm. But I'm with you, Dave. I think it's on the teeter top of it could be really fun. It could be actually like an overall good, you know, horror comedy type movie. And it was a good cut trailer. Get got me interested. The idea is mm-hmm. interesting. Kind of had a Get Out type vibe to it, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah, I felt Get Out. And remember the other movie? I think we spoke about it a while ago. It's with um, Army Hammer, where they're just shooting each other. Free Fire. Yeah, Free Fire. It kind of reminds me of Free Fire. Yeah, in Free Fire. I want to watch Free Fire. Point four <laughs> is too slow, too low for Free Fire. If it could be tonally like Free Fire, I could be in. Yeah, if you I, seen it's Free definitely Fire, gonna be a one set out. thing. I don't think we're gonna leave the house much in this. Yeah, in this yeah. narrative. So yeah, and I think it's if it's one of those movies where it knows what it is, it doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah, it doesn't try to be the super smart movie. It could be fun. Yeah, it could fit yeah. in there right next to like the 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 first purge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. With those yeah. kind of movies, it could be fun. Uh, are you guys looking forward to any of these trailers? Let us know info at thenerdybunch.com. Mm-hmm. And that's it for our news this week. Uh, it's a couple of uh, announcements. We have a couple of uh, uh, reviews out this week. We well, not we have a couple of reviews out already. We have our back to the feature. Last week we did Child's Play, the original Child's Play. So look out for that. That should be coming up this week. Uh, next week we are doing Independence Day in time for Independence Day. So timely. what? Very timely. Rewatch that movie and listen to our podcast next week. What other reviews? We have a couple of reviews out. We did a review for we did the original Toy Story. We reviewed that. We reviewed that one. Uh, we have upcoming, like I mentioned at the top of this podcast, we have uh, Toy Story four spoiler talk coming up uh, this week. As we record this in two days, I am seeing Spider Man Far From Home. So look out mm. for the review on that one. And I'm also seeing new comedy Stuber with Camila and Johnny mm, and uh, Dave Batista. That looks really hilarious. Uh, I watched the original. Uh, oh, sorry, I watched the brand new Child's Play movie that came out. Avoid it like the plague. It's a piece of hot garbage. Uh. It's stupid. And I'm someone who just recently watched for the first time the original Child's Play, and I was pleasantly surprised at how good it was. Hmm. It was actually it has some '80s moments because of the time, but as a narrative, it's actually a really good hmm. movie, and I enjoyed it. And so it got me excited for the new one, and I watched the new one. I was hmm. it's. Does it's not even close. doesn't Mark Hamill lend his voice to Chucky this time? He does, he does, and he's he does a good job lending his voice. It's just the movie is stupid. It's just the bad. reason it's it's not just bad, it's dumb. Because, like, like, the original movie had a compelling, interesting reason as to why this doll is evil. I won't go into it, even though it's over 20 year old movie. I still I think it's it's still a good movie to watch. But the new one it completely changes it. And again, I'm one for change, I have no problem with changing something, but the change makes no sense and it makes the character just less interesting. Because, you know, the reasons in the original movie make the, the character of Chucky really, really interesting, compelling mm-hmm. on some level. You kind of understand his 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 goals and what his motivations. Whereas this new one, there are no goals and motivations. It's just it's dumb. It's just a demonic toy. And clearly the writers don't know how technology works. Anyway. <laughs> I'm glad you uh, got that ch- off your chest. Yes, I had to get that off my chest. Yeah, check up our website, thenerdybunch.com, for a whole bunch of screenings that we're doing in the next couple of weeks. If you live in the New York area, Travis, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, you can come down and join us for some of those. Um, on that note, Travis, you had nothing to announce. I think we are done. Um, announcements? Let's see. I am watching Cora again. Oh, so good. And it's great. And uh, I will be keeping people updated on any uh, Netflix Last Airbender news. And currently, there is none. So check yeah, back we next just know, time. We know it's happening. 
<laughs> it's happening. Have. Yeah. And it's live action. So that's we, we we'll have to have to talk about that um, going forward. Yes, a good long should, talk. Expectation yes. talk. Yes. yes. We should, I, I'll be down for we that. Should. But cool. um, if that's everything, thank you, Travis, for joining me. Thank you, David. I'm off to play great. golf. Oh, oh, enjoy your golf. Thank you guys for listening. My name is English Dave, and this has been your weekly nerdy report. And as always, Travis, keep it nerdy. Keep it nerdy, guys. Peace. Peace.